this too will pass. Welcome back to Breakthrough Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe and also get the book. Give it a shot. Give it a whirl. See what comes up for you. I've read this book three times and I'm still finding new stuff. Some chapters resonate differently. And so it's a matter of just, you know, giving it a chance. And if you cannot get the book, you know, you can always listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I have, you know, my thoughts on it. Obviously, it's, it's a different experience, but at least to get, get things going. So whatever you get from these episodes or the book itself will add to that light inside of you. And that's what's important. So just stay present with the messages. And if nothing resonates, do not even worry about it or question yourself too much. Just let it be. One day it may. Our circumstances are different. So do not feel like you have to get it. If, let's say, your friend gets it, great for them. Do not get stuck on this. Do not obsess over it or feel, feel badly about it. Let it go. Like clouds in the sky, watch them go by. So Eckhart Tolle says, Non-resistance, non-judgment, and non-attachment are the three aspects of true freedom and enlightened living. So if we just flow through every situation, life's burden is lifted completely. The most important thing to remember is that our attitude is what makes the difference. Our attitude is informed by our thoughts. So detach from your thoughts and stances. Let things be just for a day or an hour. Every situation is going to come and go. Nothing is forever unless our minds decide they are. The things that kept you up at night 10 years ago may not be the same things that keep you up at night today. What bothered you that one time or what you were fighting for 20 years ago doesn't seem to matter now. What our parents focused on when they were 15 is not what they focused on their late 20s or even early 40s. Everything comes and goes and changes. Eckhart continues, To make you aware of the fleetingness of every situation, which is due to the transience of all forms, good or bad, when you become aware of the transience of all forms, your attachment to them lessens, and you disidentify from them to some extent. Being detached doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy the good the, the world has to offer. In fact, you enjoy it more. Once you see and accept the transience of all things and the inevitability of change, you can enjoy the pleasures of the life. Oh, sorry. You can enjoy the, the pleasures of the world while they last without fear of loss or anxiety about the future. When you are detached, you gain a, you gain a higher vantage point from which to view the events in your life instead of being trapped inside of them. So it reminds me of the weekends. People get so freaking attached to them like nobody's business. If Friday is here, people act like they don't want it to end. As soon as Sunday hits, all of a sudden people dread the fact that the next day is Monday. Why? Why? Can you enjoy this day, this second, without projecting your frustrations into the future or even this moment? Monday will come and it will go, right? Monday is not here to stay seven days of the week. Yet this mental image we have of, of what Monday represents is sucking the life out of us. You are, and this is a fact, wasting your time thinking about anything, to be honest. 
Can you be open to this moment and enjoy the opportunity to be a part of it? What if this is your last Monday? What if this is your last Friday with that friend? Can't you just be present? Instead, we all get together, well, not me, but we all get together to complain about the same things and let time pass us because we are in our heads too much and we're fighting our reality. Now you can enjoy and honor the things of this world without giving them an importance and significance they don't have. You can participate in the dance of creation and be active without attachment to outcome and without placing unreasonable demands upon the world. Fulfill me. Make me happy. Make me feel safe. Tell me who I am. The world cannot give you those things. And when you no longer have such expectations, all self-created suffering comes to an end. That's a very good quote. We are constantly giving others the responsibility to make us feel something. Some people feel entitled to certain things. They demand that others fulfill those requests. This is unconscious, of course. Nonetheless, it happens. Everything you need, write this down, everything you need is inside of you. Once you get to know that world within, you won't be controlled or influenced by what happens outside of that inner world. Once you find inner peace and deal with your triggers, heal them, then whatever happens outside doesn't feel as chaotic anymore. Everything feels more neutral. Some people wake up every day with the energy to fight someone. And if they do not find it at home, trust and believe they will find it out there. If you think we don't feel your energy when you're upset or bothered by something, think again. The ego asks, how can I make this situation fulfill my needs or how can I get to some other situation that will fulfill my needs? If I feel like my needs are not met, then conflict happens, whether that is internal or external because there is already something you're looking for and not communicating with yourself or others and then when you don't get what you thought you wanted, there is a consequence, suffering. Have you ever heard someone say, hey, just take a breath. Why is it when we're upset our breathing changes? Because the flow is disrupted and things are not working properly. We're not aligned, aligned with the God within. And remember that breath happens. We do not do anything to make it happen. As in, we do not think about breathing, but our thoughts can disrupt that and make it harder for us to breathe. Eckhart Tolle says that we can all take one conscious breath and reset our minds. Just a moment where we distance ourselves with our thoughts. He's saying just one. Is it hard? Yes, for some. We're used to and identified with the voice in our heads. He continues. The fact that breath has no form is one of the reasons why breath awareness is an extremely effective way of bringing space into your life, of generating consciousness. It is an excellent meditation object precisely because it's not an object, has no shape or form. The other reason is that breath is one of the most subtle and seemingly insignificant phenomena, the quote-unquote least thing that, according to Nietzsche, makes, us the best makes up the best happiness. So the next time you find yourself getting to that conflict point, and you know it, 
we all know when we're about to get there, take one conscious breath. Just focus on the breath in and out. Take your time and empty your mind. Just see what happens. Do not judge it or have an opinion about the breath. Just take it. Let's see if the pressure comes down just a notch. It is the only way we can bring ourselves back from our ego self. Focus on the breath. Isn't it tiring to fight our way through life? Of course. But remember that this is a choice you have made unconsciously. We all have. This is how things are. Survival is the only way. And off we all go fulfilling that prophecy instead of taking one conscious breath and changing that perspective. You have to do things in a way that works for you, not against you. Get to know everything about you and then make a choice. Eckhart continues. Here are some ways in which people consciously try to emphasize their form identity. Okay, this is a really good quote. So be honest with yourself. If you are alert enough, you may be able to detect some of these unconscious patterns within yourself. Are you ready? Demanding recognition for something you did and getting angry or upset if you don't get it. Trying to get attention by talking about your problems, the story of your illnesses, or making a scene. Giving your opinion when nobody has asked for it, and it makes no difference to the situation. Being more concerned with how the other person sees you than with the other person, which is to say, using the other person for egoic reflection, or as ego enhancers. Trying to make an impression on others through possessions, knowledge, good looks, status, physical strength, and so on. Bringing about temporary ego inflation through angry reaction against something or someone. Taking things personally, feeling offended, making yourself right and others wrong through futile, mental, or verbal complaining. Wanting to be seen or to appear important. There's a lot to dissect here. There's a lot. So if you said yes to one of them, then there's stuff we have to work on, right? So it doesn't mean we're bad. And I think that that is one of the things that we struggle with when being honest with ourselves because we were taught from a very young age that, you know, if we made a mistake, it didn't mean it meant that we were in nature bad, bad people, and we deserved, you know, punishment and to suffer. So it's very hard for us to accept and be honest. And this is something I, I'm gonna do a book. Um, the, yesterday I cried by Ian Lavanzant, a great, great book. My goodness, um, but she she puts it so well how. Making a mistake can make you feel that your whole existence just doesn't doesn't matter, that you are a bad person and there's nothing to do to redeem yourself. Because from a young age, you learn punishment to the extent that, you know, you just don't want to be in a position that somebody punishes you. But at the same time, we punish ourselves in our minds because it's a punitive society especially if you subscribe to a religion. So we struggle 
because we don't want to deal with that consequence. And that's why there's a lot of people that go to confessions and they, they, they get out and do the same thing. It's, not, it's about not being honest with yourself and trying to get away with things or trying to be, uh, you know, to ask for forgiveness, but then you're not really, you know, doing the extra steps. If I ask you for forgiveness is because I, I understand what I did and I'm going to make amends. I'm going to change. Like really, it's like an awakening, like a mini awakening, but we don't do that. We we just go ahead and try to hide ourselves constantly because we don't want to be seen as bad people. Isn't it sad? So anything that resonated with you uh, from the things I've read, this is from chapter eight. Just be honest because for you to get to know who you are, you have to know who you are not, Right? And so we need to dismantle the, the, the whole system of beliefs we have subscribed to so that we can really be free. Wouldn't you want to be free? I want to be free. That's why I'm working so hard trying to be free. And sometimes some things come back and it's a back and forth and, you know, live your best life and then deal with what is instead of trying to subscribe to an idea of what things should be. Or who you should be. And we blind ourselves and engage in certain things like Twitter, which is a cesspool of opinions that nobody asked for. Or Instagram, where everybody wants to be the the most beautiful or the one who has a bunch of followers or the one who has this many likes or YouTube or any, any social media can be used as that. And so if we, if we engage in that, we get lost in it. Is it bad that we engage in it? No. Stop with the binary, good or bad. It's just what is. And once we fix it from within, then it won't resonate as much. So let me end this episode. Again, first, thank you so much for listening. I am working right now on another book. It's a great, great book same realm it's gonna be like uh book community book club whatever and i'm hoping that anything that i say can resonate somewhere i have heard this before many many years ago and i didn't pay attention to it because i didn't give a shit right but it stayed with me and the more i heard the more i listened to people talking or youtube videos and all that I realized that, oh, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then, boom, everything just aligned for me to, you know, start my own path and forgive, let go, and all the good stuff. That's why I wrote that in season one. So, and it was obviously the early stages of things, but it's good to share because you never want to feel alone, you know, because you, you, it's just it's just a bad place to be in. So if you can subscribe, it's free. If you can share it with someone, that's greatly appreciated. And let me end this episode with this quote. Another pointer to the truth in you is contained in the following statement. And this, I, you really have to think about this one. It's, it's a really good one. Are you ready? I am never upset for the reason I think.
And with that, I say till next time. Bye.